0: Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelancing.com. You belong here. We continue the Pray First series. If it's your first time here, welcome. We love you. No matter what background you come from, we hope that you would feel the love of God that rips down every barrier. Every wall to get really close and personal and give you his very best when you're at your very worst. It's a cool exchange. It's a great trade deal, a little trade deal. I got this character I uh, talk about. He, <clears throat> I made him up. He, His family has a uh, fourth-generation corn farmer, and he's always into trade deals. So he calls up people. He's like, I got a little trade deal I want to work out. I got fourth-generation corn, and I'd really like to get a... Um, uh, I saw you had some parts on the side of the, of the road. I, I, me and my, my cousin we were trying to make a four-wheeler. And uh, and then the person on the opposite line is like, you have a what? Corn? Yeah, this is fourth-generation corn. It's, it's, the, it's the premier. Anyway, so God is looking to give you a trade deal today. If you came in this place with sin, you came in this place with baggage, you came in this place with junk, God wants to give you brand-new life and freedom. That's how he does it. We've been having 21 days of prayer, Monday through Friday, at The Loft, right downtown, 7 a.m. People have been showing up right up in the cold, parking outside. It's been beautiful. And then on the weekends, we've been having them here on Saturday and Sunday. And there's this neat prayer guide that Church of the Highlands wrote. And Pastor Chris has compiled this to give us some direction on what a prayer is. Lifestyle would look like in models in direction that that you could just take for free. We printed more because we ran out of those. So, as we continue prayer today, let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for every person here, they're not here by accident. This is a divine time right now. I pray that you'll fully engage our minds. You'll fully engage our hearts, all of our logic, and all of our emotion as well. May this be the, the, like a, a new, fresh adventure today. A new freedom, purity, passion. And I pray that you'll even pour compassion down in people right now. to think about others, and to care as you do, God. So give us eyes to see, ears to hear what you're doing today. It's in the powerful name of Jesus we pray. Amen. So as we've been talking about prayer, we've been deconstructing as we construct because we have to deconstruct some things sometimes. For instance, maybe your prayer life was like mine before I came to Jesus, where my prayer life would be whatever rap song intro, Example, uh, Lord, I lay me down to sleep. I pray to the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray to the Lord my soul to take. And I was like, yeah, that's my prayer. That was my prayer life. Or, you know, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of evil. I fear no death. And in these intros. But if you think about it, stop and pause for a second. I pray to the Lord my soul to take. And But if we're in Jesus, we don't have to even pray about that one. We rejoice and celebrate about that one because the Lord doesn't lose those that are his. So if you've been on the grace wheel, good news, the grace never runs out. It's always new, everlasting. No pressure to produce today. Feel that freedom. And hopefully as we think about that freedom, now we're meant to engage in in prayer to say prayer is more caught than it is taught. That it's great to get teaching, that's powerful, but application is legendary. That prayer is beauty, not duty, that it is not elusive or abusive or intimidating, but it's inviting, just like a child coming close. And we learn the language of prayer just like we learn language as we're born into this planet. How do we learn language? From our parents. How do we learn how to pray? From our parent, God. The verb of prayer says it's a solemn request or expression and there is power today as we continue to hopefully point us in a direction in the continent of prayer, that it is really big, super deep, but really accessible as well. In gotquestions.org, their resources are beautiful. It simply states that prayer is talking to God. It's not meditation or passive reflection. It's direct address to God. It's the communication of the human soul with the Lord who, hear this, created the soul. Prayer can be audible, silent, private, public, formal, informal. But all prayer, and this is where we're at today, must be offered in faith. Where we're going is James chapter 1, verse 6. And the context right here is James is very intriguing character to me. Because this is Jesus' brother who's not one of the disciples when Jesus is on earth. But after his brother raises from the dead, whoa, I knew him. Now he's not just my brother, he's my Lord. And James has this potent, condensed book. If you ever want to start somewhere... It's a great place to start. And one of the misconceptions people get is, well, faith without action is dead. Absolutely. But the action doesn't save us. True faith naturally acts. And true faith naturally prays. So even faith is to receive. And he he talks about if you want wisdom, pray to the one who can give wisdom. I know we all want wisdom today to make better decisions We've made some poor decisions, I'm sure, some of us, this week even. We're coming in this place today. You might have fought on the way here, poor decisions. Good news, you're here in a safe, friendly place, and they moved uh, the, 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 the pipe and drape back a row so that you could be further away from me and we could hug. You know what I mean? And, and so James 1, six. but let him or her ask in faith without, with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. How do we have no doubt, Gwen Stefani? How do we (laughs) not be tossed like a wave? And I think each one of us would say, I would love to pray, but I want to do it in faith. So we today make a stand. We pray in faith. So the natural question then is, what is faith? Well, Hebrews 11:1 says, "Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, it's the conviction of things not seen." For by it the people of old received their commendation by faith. We understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. To be a person of faith, it's a little vulnerable. Because what we say is everything we believe and what we see, there's something unseen that's more real than the tangible things we can touch. And each one of us have this deposit of God's nature to know that we look at all of creation, there's something more. We long to be connected with our maker. And that evidence that we get everywhere is how we then say, wait, we do have faith. And we're not going to apologize for that. Yeah, we're people of faith. We have faith in God. We have faith in Jesus that he forgave us of our sins and that anyone who confesses their sin in it puts their faith in him by grace. They are brand new and they are a new creation. I remember going to one of my friend's houses after I accepted Jesus and they were just bringing up my rap sheet, if you will. You remember when you did this. You remember when you did this. Finally, I stopped and I said, look, that person's dead and gone. I am a brand new creation in Jesus. It was like mic drop. Everyone looked? It's like, all right, fine. Geez. I was just talking about what we used to do. I'm like, I don't want to reminisce of the just the torture. I don't want to reminisce of all the dumb decisions I made. So what do we how do we grow this faith then? Well, Romans 10:17 says that faith comes by hearing. And hearing through the word of Christ. Everybody say, hearing. hearing. Come on, hearing. hearing. Why? Because it is important that faith we exercise not only to hear our own voice, but to hear God's voice. And we hear God's voice through the word. The Bible can feel so big. Where do I start? Where do I begin? Start in conversation or communication. Start simple. Start low. Psalm 37, 4 puts it this way. When we delight ourselves in the Lord, so in his word, with him, in oneness, he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, what I'm grateful for is that the desires of my heart, God didn't answer always. But what happened is as I delighted myself in him more, he changed the desires in my heart. God doesn't always answer our prayers. That's a double bonus. Because some of your prayers have been extra dumb. <laughs> and so have mine. I remember praying for my ex-girlfriend, and she's amazing, and she's probably having an amazing life. But I would pray, God, you know, bring us back together. And the whole time he was saying, I got crystal for you. Which Crystal dominated the announcements, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. So some of the best prayer we could have is to, God, I want to know you more. I want to worship you. And today I hope to give us a few types that I found in prayer for me personally. And there is a lot more types that I'm going to share. But prayer is not only systematic but it's an artful expression and it's not something you have need to have a phd in to start and begin and i hope that you'll find this in some of these prayer types today the first one i would love to share is that god is okay with simple short prayers luke 18 verse 10 says two men went up into the temple to pray One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee standing by himself prayed thus, God, I thank you that I'm not like the other men, extortioners and just and adulterers or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes and all that I get. But the tax collector standing far off would not even lift up his eyes to heaven but beat his breast saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. I think the color commentary would sound a little bit like this. Beep, beep, God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, beep, beep, I'm a sinner. Couldn't even lift the head. I remember praying prayers like that when I first came into the faith. I remember repenting often. I would be worshiping, and stuff would come to my mind. I remember texting my family, hey, I'm sorry about that. You know, texting my brother, oh, yeah, man, we shouldn't have said that. But, and just, it, it, it was, I'm such a sinner. Be merciful upon me. But as I continued the journey and got more information, as this happens, once you get cleaned up, some people are in this place. Good news, no matter how dirty you are, God can do a great work. Okay. So God be merciful on me. Simple short prayer. Bow, he'll show up. But for for a lot of us, though, we can relate and resonate with the um, Pharisee. We don't want to admit it. And so here's what the Pharisee mindset has. Ah, I've been doing this, I know how to pray. In fact, I've been praying a lot. Shouldn't you pray? I've been going to church a long time. Why don't you come? I haven't seen you in a while. I've been giving a lot. Of, do you give? And, and what happens is, as we get further away from the very nature of how we were saved. And, and, and I still think that's that simple, short, sweet prayer that saved us is still the thing that saves us today. Man, I'm not even worth nothing, but you gave me everything. Wow. Thank you, Daddy. That kind of power. Simple, short prayer. The length is not as important as the heart sometimes the heart could just be be still like someone's praying right now lord bless the child (laughs) no you can keep the child in here it's fine it'll probably be good for some of us uh, uh, pharisees in the room okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding there's no pharisees in here for sure um uh, number two persistent prayers wait you just said simple, short prayers. What is the persistent prayers? Well, as Luke 18 continues, it says, and then he told them a parable to the effect, a parable being a story, that they ought always to pray and to not lose heart. He said in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God or nor respected man. That's a bad dude. Doesn't care even about God or people. So loves the position of power. But as his comfort was getting Disturbed by this widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, give me justice. You can just imagine her be like against my adversary. For a while he refused, but afterwards he said to himself, though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, hear What the unrighteous judge says, and will not God give justice to his elect, his chosen people, who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The persistent example to come and ask over and over and over again, when you've been wronged? It seems contrary. Well, God delays his judgment because he longs for people to come back home. And as you and me, we've experienced injustice, some more than others. People have experienced in this room racial injustice, systematic oppression. In this room, probably someone close to you has done things that you wish nobody would know and the adversary, the justice you long for, that you've went in the face of bad judges time and time again, and they don't listen and they don't listen, this is great news. God listens. He hears. He's positioned, and he's coming back, and when he comes back, it's not the lamb on the donkey. Here I'm going riding to my death. He's coming back as a lion. So you can put your confidence that even through the the pains this world gives us, that when we have a good father, we don't need to stop praying. We can be persistent with our requests. And we can be specific. And we can show up time and time and time again. And please, church, family, hear this today. Don't stop being persistent. It could be your prayers, that persistency, that does bring justice, that does bring change to a city brings change to a family that breaks generational behavior because of a tough choice that you were willing to make in the face of an adversary that you said, nope, not me anymore. And today's your day to say not me anymore. I really believe that. Which leads us to the third type of prayer I would love to highlight today. And these are some of the ones that are kind of in Jerome language for us. But this, this one uh, is, is, is in older English language, which would be petition prayer, okay? Petition prayer means simply a request. These are the prayers we're used to. God, I have a need. God, I want to tell you about it. And just like a kid that tries to coerce a parent, like my kids sometimes, Dad, what are you doing tomorrow at about five? What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just wondering. What are you doing first? Uh, what do you want? come to me bold, ask me a question, because here's what, I'm your dad, I want you to be able to come to me, so here, you got to know this, God is your dad, it, 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 and if you feel like you've, uh, you're on the outside of this thing, you're just hearing about Jesus today, the, the good news is simply, you can put your faith, in even in this moment as I'm talking, God be merciful upon me, I'm a sinner, and instantly, God becomes your dad, as you put your faith in Jesus, you trust, trust him, As he wants to include everybody, but he's exclusive in his pitch. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And if you look at him, he is so different than every God. Aren't all gods the same? Absolutely not. All right, And that's not to knock other gods, but, but, but some are dead and they're on a shelf and they're overweight and, and others are, you know, you're praying all day long and you don't know if anybody hears them. There's, there's scientific gods that, you know, c- celebrities are in this pyramid scheme thing and, and we're getting wrapped up with all this. When I, Last time I checked, I love telling people this, Jesus was killed by church leaders because he was so raw and real that he was willing to get close to sinners and be associated with them. Because it's not the healthy who needs a doctor. It's the sick. That's the Jesus. Yeah, he's a lot different. And hey, by the way, all the other gods say, here's what you got to do to get right. Here's what Jesus said. I did it all. You'll never be right, but I'll give you everything I gave. I did. Yeah, I like that. I need to hear this stuff over and over again. That's why I preach like this. just preach myself. Thanks for coming. Um, (laughs) Petition prayer. Specifically, I want to talk about healing prayers. So is healing either or? These are the two type of camps. Either God doesn't heal. Well, that sounds weird. I liked how Pastor Chris Hodges put it this week. Did the doctor close shop? What kind of God is that? He just kind of opened up for a minute. Hello, I can heal. I'm kind of done. He's definitely still healing. But then there's the people over here, though. (laughs) someone's like man he's about to get me don't worry i have been on both these at some points he heals always and you make everybody uncomfortable and they feel like they can't even tell you if they got an illness or a sickness or anything so is it either or or is it both and and so we're going to look that god delays even healing for his for his glory As 2 Corinthians chapter 12 shows us, three times Paul pleads. He has this thorn. It's a messenger from Satan. It's some type of thing that he needs healing from, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in my weaknesses, so the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with my weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Friends, is it possible that in our times of greatest pain, that's when God does his best work? That when we feel the weakest, he's actually the strongest? And if we let the process play out, yes, Jesus went about everywhere doing signs and wonders, and the kingdom was here now. People are infatuated with the signs, the healing, the power. But they missed the greater story going on, which was, That you could be restored with our maker in relationship. That we could be close in proximity with God. To walk with God. To talk with God. That even our healing is second to the greatest healing that's taken place. What is the greatest healing that's ever taken place? Salvation. Healing of the soul. So even as we approach healing, I think it's very important that that we major on the major, which is salvation, good news in Jesus. And then out of that, we flow with this mystery, this both-and perspective that we're praying, believing fully, but we'll also walk with those that are suffering and endure and carry one another's burdens as they're awaiting healing, and ultimately one day there will be no more sickness, no more pain, no more tears. Behold, I am making all things new, says the Lord. Well, we'll continue this, this, this idea even further with Philippians 2, one of Paul's great Servant friends, Epaphroditus, of my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier and your messenger and minister to my need. For he has been longing for you all, but he's been distressed, but has been distressed because you heard that he was ill. Indeed, he was ill, near to death. But God had mercy upon him. And not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I remember pausing, reading about Epaphroditus. I stopped. Wait, how is he sick? He's with Paul. What? Paul, he's so filled in the spirit that some of his handkerchiefs are healing people. This dude is resurrection power at its finest. And one of his homies is sick. You can't go past that real quick. Because God is still present in the storm. That we pray and we fully believe, and here's how we're even praying. We're simply receiving. Heaven has all of healing. Heaven has no sickness. Heaven has no regret, no pain, no bitterness, no cancer, no depression, no anxiety. But we do walk through the valley here on earth sometimes. That's why we need a shepherd to help us. My point is, you have freedom through your pain. And you can still believe for healing, even though you didn't see it in that day. Don't get discouraged, because how the Lord answers, his ways are higher. It's a song we sang. His thoughts are higher. He has a different girl for you. He has a different man for you, a different job for you. He has a different plan for you. That once you do get your healing and, any, and how that form takes place, the pain will be used in someone else's life for gain. That when you are weak, you're strong, and now you'll be able to minister with somebody. Because why? Here's the word. You'll... Have empathy to enter into someone else's pain. If you've never had pain, then you'll never want to help anybody. But we've had pain. You've had pain. And we're in this thing together. Well, God can hear prayers, though, and he can change. Second Kings chapter 20 rocks me because there's a king named Hezekiah who is sick and to the point of death. And a prophet comes and tells him, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and you shall not recover. How's that for a prophecy? Here, I'm on behalf of the Lord. You're going to die pretty quick, so make sure you get your will and everything in ready. Uh, give your money. In fact, you might as well go out on vacation. And I love his response because don't stop believing. I want to, I want to pour faith. into. We, we pray in faith. And here's what he says. Hezekiah turned on his faith face to the wall, and he prayed to the Lord, saying, Now, O Lord, please remember how I have walked before you in faithfulness with a whole heart and have done good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. He has this anguish, this moment in petition prayer. And the Lord came back to him. Turn back and say to Hezekiah, the leader of my people. Thus says the Lord, the God of David, of your father. I have heard your prayer and I have seen your tears. Behold, I will heal you. Why did it take a little bit for Epaphroditus to get healed? And why did Hezekiah have to get it? Man, God's ways are higher. I'm okay with that. Um answer little and us compared to god we're little we use 8 to 12% of our brain scientists say i've come to a place in my life where i'm okay that i'm not god and if you're not at that place yet i would invite you into ambiguity the surrender the the sheepness mindset of okay shepherd We tried to do our own thing. We tried to be God. We tried to make gods. We tried to rule everything. It didn't work. We don't get it all, so we trust you. But we know that you are a healing God, and so we're going to keep believing persistently with simple, short prayers at times, sometimes longer. But here we are, knocking and knocking and knocking again because we know you do heal, and it might be delayed, and sometimes we've got to weep bitterly, but, but, but that your power will be displayed in some fashion, even when suffering and loss happens. And so there's a mystery there. And so I invite you into that adventure to pray and learn more, which is a little contrary to popular belief, especially in America. Come on, make it black and white. Give me a widget. Give me an owner's manual. No, God invites you into the process. What a boring relationship. Every time you go on a date, if you could read the other person's mind and everything they want. Oh, this is great. This is page 14. I know in page 14 you want me to respond this way. No, come on. God wants a relationship with his Kids. And then number four, this is my favorite type of prayer. Uh, Gibberish prayers. Romans 8.26, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. What that means is sometimes you'll come into prayer with situations that are so tough, and you'll be... Speechless. Can I can I expose a little? This is kind of embarrassing. I did this at the 10 a.m. So one of my prayers right now, it's the machine gun prayer. And here's the machine gun prayer. It's just like a I, I don't even want people to walk past my office because they'll think it, it comes from a groaning place almost. And uh, and I'll be like a like a like a and I'll just do it over and over and over again and for a long time. And <laughs> oh, and uh i know someone's thinking jeez oh pete this is our first time here man <laughs> it's our first time here man what are you talking about so here's what i'm talking about so in the sheen gun prayer i've just named it that because this is this, just this is constant is i feel energy from the father from from god i feel holy spirit pushing away darkness in our city and my family and my life and everything. And it's just, I have no words for it. It's a groaning and, and I, I feel like it's spirit. It's just, it's just, I don't got words. It's just gibberish. I don't even know what's going on, but God, can I just come to you like this? And good news is, yep, you can. 1 Corinthians 14, 4, uh, the one who speaks in a tongue builds himself up. So a tongue being a language that you've gotten from God and and uh, it, it's a gift that he offers. Some say maybe a prayer language, or in Acts you see that it's a language that people heard the gospel in their own language, and there's much talk, much controversy, but I like how Paul puts it in a context, context, is it builds himself up, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. So, so, Yes, groan. Yes, pray in tongues. Yes, do all that stuff. But but be aware: what really builds up people is when you speak the word over people. You speak edifying over people. You speak life giving thoughts over people. And this does not mean that we predict the future, Nostradamus. Okay? It's not mean God's coming back, 2021 doomsday. That is not. God is not a doomsday prepper prayer. I'm just done with the doomsday stuff. This we got to prepare the end times. Yes. Duh, we got to prepare. But you know the best way to prepare? Be really near, really close to Jesus because you're right, it's all going to hit the fan. So if you ever had security in this world, it's going by. <laughs> it is. And uh, what, 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 I, what I found intriguing is there's a younger generation mindset right now that says they've, they've walked away from faith because they've watched their parents walk out faith. And they feel they just can't buy it. And this is convicting as a parent. And, and for parents in the room, maybe you relate to this to say, We talked more about it than we actually did it, than we actually lived it. If Jesus is okay with simple prayers, if Jesus is okay with praying, you know, alone, if Jesus is okay with sometimes leaving cities and going to the next town, then we can be too. We can pray gibberish prayers. So as we close, um, worship team, you guys will come up. What's the result of all this? If I'm going to pray some of these prayer types, I'm going to um, have simple, short prayers, or I might have persistent prayers, I might have some request prayers, petition prayers, and then I might have some gibberish prayers at times. What is the result? I think ultimately we all want something to happen. God, what are you going to do? You know, the best thing that happens is receiving faith. Just receiving faith. Faith. More of faith, that our faith grows, that the power comes, that we're whole. Some have talked about prayer, that they've gotten so lost in it that they couldn't distinguish between worshiping, praying, writing stuff down, that they were so in tune in walking with God, is as if they were one with them. That's kind of the direction I would love to just point us towards. That the Father is, uh, is beckoning us, saying, hey, Let's do this together. All prayer is done in Jesus and in Jesus' name. In John 14, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me and I will do uh, works that I do, uh, greater works than these he will do because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Now, if we read just verse 14, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. But this isn't a lotto ticket, okay? We learn what God will do in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask according to his, his, to his, to his will, he hears us. How do we know his will? His word why would we want to read his word? Because we're in relationship. Why would I want to spend time with God? Because he set me free. So this is not a chore. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And to think that we can approach toward him, you'd actually have to, uh, we all have to go back and remember to approach God before Jesus, we would die. If you approach God and you get in his presence, you die dead because he's so perfect and we're so imperfect dead instantly but because one person died now we can come confidently and boldly to enter in and learn about his will and learn how to pray by learning his language as we pray and we ask in faith as we're not a wave tossed to and fro listening to the news and the reading posts of uh, uh, listening to so many different types of doctrines that lead us different places but that we would make the main thing the main thing and be on the journey and the process with God that's powerful that's beautiful that's all-knowing that's what it's all about so I want to show you a video as we close that want to inspire us to pray we're going to pray because that seems fitting to do, right, for the service. <laughs> right, check this video out. That's our oldest. And I love that video because, uh, not because he's some special super warrior um, and look at him, he's so gifted, he's gonna be great and other parents should compare their, no. Some of our other kids, I mean, we're trying, to, who knows? Everyone kids differently, you know? Um, Jerome's got some moments that we don't understand and so do the other kids. But what I love about that video is it reminds me to be courageous and simple. Just get up and say prayers and faith You might not always have the words it might not be the most elaborate it's okay it's okay god be merciful beat 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 on me son of beat beat whatever it is pray what what, something that's so interesting is when i'm with people uh, and they swear they'll say oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i said you're sorry for me god saw that before who cares don't care about me care about God to ignite our faith um, the power of prayer in the power of prayer through a simple child that we would step out and courage I showed up at my 10-year reunion and in high school the last time my classmates had saw me I was kicked off the varsity basketball team I was doing jail time on the weekends I went from a 3.8 student and I graduated with a 2.3 that's my senior year here I show up at the 10-year reunion I heard that there was our valedictorian who went to film school and he was a believer. So I had a team praying back at home. I felt God was going to do something big during this 10-year reunion, one of which I wanted to meet our valedictorian. If he's a believer, he's into film, we make music, maybe we could do... And who, who knows where this relationship could go? Well, well, his name's John and He's one of my greatest friends now from that moment. And, and, and so with a team back home praying, but, but, but there was this crazier moment that happened. This girl comes up to me and she gets close. She says, do you remember me? And I look... Suzanne her hair was dyed differently cut short and she started to weep and she goes when you moved to town when you were nine I put you in my prayer journal and I asked that the Lord would save you and when my mom and I heard that you were saved and in ministry we wept tell me all about it and my first thought was why have you never told me why didn't you witness to me but then I my second thought was Oh my goodness, you prayed for me. Thank you. And my wife and I, we took him out to eat. Who at nine prays for the kid that moves into town in a single parent home? Who does that? She did. Man, may we get bolder in our prayers. And we don't need to see results today. She still prayed, she still put on the journal. And she remembered 20 years later 20 years later that's crazy y'all okay so here's what I'm gonna do if you want to pray today would you stand uh, we want to pray together but but I want you to pray with your voice I want you to hear your voice we're gonna pray in prayer um, and, and 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 I want I want God to do something great and, and maybe you come during worship and you see people lifting hands the reason we lift hands is because we know we can't and if you're more comfortable closing your eyes if you join me and lift hands to heaven god we know we can't right now we enter in in the name of jesus we do greater things just because of your spirit and what you're doing not through us individually but through us corporately all across the world all across your church that's the greater things it's not just for us it's for everyone god today we pray in faith we pray for deliverance for our family. We pray, God, that that you will show up when we want to give up. You will show up when we don't want to be persistent anymore. God, you will show up with words we don't even know what to say. God, that you'll be merciful, merciful upon us as we're just sinners. Hear us, we pray. Hear us, we pray. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelancing.com. You belong here.